everyone. Welcome to another hey. episode of Who I Do. I'm Tania. And I'm Ashley. And we have a very special guest on our show with us tonight. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Misha, owner of Lavishy Lux Studio. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. Talking yes. with us in the middle of all of this Rona mess. Um, <laughs> before we get into the meat of the topic or the meat of the topic child meat of the show um how was your day i ask this to everybody <laughs> it was pretty good it's been so chaotic with all this coronavirus i had a my wedding this weekend canceled decided to cancel today so <laughs> it's it's, oh. it's a little crazy I'm, I'm getting through it <laughs> did you have any idea that it was probably going to get canceled or uh, well, you know, I was actually hoping that she would postpone, <laughs> um, yeah. just just because of you know it just it's a lot of craziness, and then you you know you risk the city actually closing you down at any moment. So, July, yeah, so I'm pretty. I'm still pretty excited. That's good. That's good. So, does she already have kind of like a future date already in mind, or just going to figure it out later? No, uh, we are scheduled in July. So, um, you know, we were able to get all that done in, in one day, which is a blessing. Um, so, so it's, it's going to go, it's going to go really smooth. I, I'm, I'm comfortable that, you know, July will come and everything's going to be perfect. That's awesome. That's really, really good. good. All right. Sunia, what about you being, you know, on the front lines? <laughs> well, um, today was kind of interesting. Um, of course, we're screening every patient who comes to the doors. We're moving into, um, I guess, the telemedicine route. Let's just say, yeah, today was interesting. How was your day, Ashley? Not that bad. Like, when we're done with this, I still have some work I need to finish. So, probably get that done. But overall, it really wasn't that bad of a day. Um, a little bit of bad news did come um, after lunch. One of our co-worker passed away last night had nothing to do with the coronavirus um he was just battling oh, disease for a very long time and so you know i just hate it because he was a very cool dude um we would meet like every other week when he was in the office and the last few weeks of him being at work like it was very obvious that he was uh, really sick. Um, and, you know, like, even though you sometimes know, like, how something might go or, like, you know someone is, like, very sick, so you know, like, what the possibilities of that could turn into, like, you are still never prepared for, like, hearing it when it happens. So that was a little sad, but outside of that, today was actually, like, really not that bad. Um, and I think I'm finally now starting to, because I'm in the work-from-home kind of, I guess, wavelength of things or whatever. Uh -huh. So this is day three, working from home. Usually just Thursdays are my work-from-home days. So, and I'm an introvert. I really don't mind working from home but there's a there's a part of it that's kind of like kind of weird because I do want to kind of like go out and like go to Kroger and just grab something or just go to Publix and just grab something but then I'm like uh but if I grab something what if I'm in and behind somebody that has something and you know like it's it just so stressful so yeah. I did an Instacart order and Instacart is 
child, it, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's our order one tea, but then again, like I'm sick of eating seafood, um, so I needed some beef and some like some other type of meats and protein. So hopefully, I'm good for now. But I'm realizing I'm going through these bottles of water, so I got to figure something out because I need my water. Well, I'm very and sorry to hear help. about your coworker. Um, but yeah, yeah. that news oh, is never you. you know easy, but. But um, I'm happy that you were able to get some meat or find some meat. <laughs> yeah, I was too. Um, thank goodness for Miss Gail with Instacart um, that ran to the Publix real quick for me and got all this stuff. Hopefully Miss Gail doesn't have nothing um, <laughs> on her. But um, yeah, like I, I just got some like steaks and some like a uh chuck roast or whatever so mm-hmm. can have something to kind of marinate and kind of nibble off of for a while because i realized all my little snacks weren't like really protein heavy so i would get hungry in the middle of the day and then i could only eat so many scrambled eggs or bowls of cheerios or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so i'm like mm-hmm. okay looking forward to like <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's it's it makes me lazy, but I love it. <laughs> it's it's so like, cause usually like I'm a clickless girl. Like, let me just place my order, go to Kroger, pick up my thing, and keep it moving. But these clickless orders now are like three, four days out. Like, I would have to place an order now, and probably I could pick it up by maybe Sunday evening. And that don't make no sense. Like, uh, I'm not trying to wait that long to get groceries. So I think for right now, it just might be me and Instacart, which is perfectly fine. Because if I could do it in the middle of the day when hopefully most people are not thinking about groceries, hopefully I could get my order quickly and we're good. But I don't know. We'll see how much longer this lasts. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully not. not. Mm-hmm. Right. But before we get into our topic tonight with you, we are going to take a quick break and play this ad real quick. So don't go anywhere. Hey, hey. Did you know that Ashley and I also own a teacher company by the name of Ann Love Co.? Well, if you didn't, let me tell you a little bit about us. We sell the realest bridal party tees around. So, if you are in search of some bridal party apparel, please look us up on andloveco.com and andlovecotees on Instagram. We come out with new designs every so often, so please look us up. Again, that is A-N-D-L-O-V-E-C-O-T-E-E-S. Please buy something for yourself and your girls, because you deserve it. We appreciate you, and we love y'all. And we're back. So... <laughs> Let's get into this show. Like, okay, so tonight we're actually talking about candid photography, which I am a big, like, wedding photography person. I love photography in general. Um, I feel like good wedding photography is something you cannot take for granted. So to even just be discussing, like, candid shots. Ugh, I love a good candid. So I'm really excited to actually talk to you about this tonight. So, Tania, you can take it away. 
All right. So how did you get into the wedding industry? I got into the wedding industry in 2008, originally in 2008. And I remember working and I was sitting at my desk and I wanted to start a business. I just didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do. And because I've always, I've always been pretty artsy and anything artsy or art related, I've always been able to kind of pick it up pretty, pretty fast. So um, I, I figured I would just go into photography and I've always had a love for weddings. I love wedding books and wedding magazines. And so, I mean, seriously, it just really came to me. And so I started and I started learning. And uh, when I finally started this, started with my photography business, I originally went into weddings. So I've always been a wedding photographer. That's the majority of my business from the start. And it's, it's been really good. I still love weddings after all the time. So it, it's been really good. That's good. Yes. What were you doing before? Just curious. My background is art is in architecture. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you took a complete turn. Yeah, complete complete turn, but you know, I did study <laughs> forms of art. So, uh -huh. you know, I I just I fell in love with, with photography. So and I was getting pretty bored with architecture. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, I'm happy that you have found your passion. Um, okay, so what is it about a good candid photo that just brings out the emotion? Well, a, a, can, a true candid photo will show the emotion. And so I, from, in my opinion, I want uh, couples to look back at their pictures and really be able to see the emotion that they felt during that time and, and, and on that day. So majority of my photos are candid. I want you to feel that true emotion and so with candid shots, you can see the emotion in someone's face. You can see their facial expression. Um, a true candid will show the actual mood in the room or you know, mood in that particular environment. And so I think that's why candidates are so powerful um, because you can actually go back and really remember what was going on during that time. And it's not superposed. You don't, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're capturing and remembering exactly what happened and exactly how you felt. So in my opinion, that's what a true candidate is. I totally agree. Um, I know when I see, you know, especially like, especially like during like the reception and I see the smiles and, you know, like the mouths being open and like all the dancing, like you can actually feel the energy coming through the, through the photo. So mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. Okay, so what do you think is the balance of posed versus candid photos that wedding photographers should aim for? My personal opinion, I would say 90 to 95%. That may seem like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but that's, that's, my personal, that's my personal opinion. I don't like to disrupt the wedding day. That day is about the couple. It's not about me. It's not about me getting that per me getting my personal favorite shot. It's about the couple. So the majority of the times that we're there, we're we're like family. We're 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 talking to the guests. We're talking to the family. We're we're there as get as guests, um, not necessarily as workers. And so that makes it a lot easier to get those candid moments. So of course, some some shots have to be posed. Um, you know, when we're just getting shots of just the bride and groom together. 
Um, and actually some of those are candid, but some, a lot of times those are posed, the family shots are posed, um, but the majority of them are candid. And I believe that the majority of them should be candid. I love that answer. Truly I do. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So how do you get like a great shot, like a great candid from, you know, one of those family members that done like, um, you know, the camera all up in their face or, if they see that, like, you're about to take a picture of them, they, like, let their face fall flat or they try to hide or, like, hide behind a program. And I'm thinking of my grandma, like, as I'm saying this. But, like, how do you get those candid shots from, like, those people that just don't like being in front of the camera? That's a good question. And so I, I have some of those. But I'm, I feel that I'm pretty good at kind of staying you know, standing back and blending in. So a lot of times people don't even realize that I'm shooting them. So, and there's a way that I will um, seek out the person that I'm wanting this shot from, for instance, on the dance floor, let's say your uncle is, you know, he's dancing and he's, you know, the life of the party. Um, a lot of times I'll stand in a certain position where he doesn't necessarily see me and, and I may take that shot uh, or I may just try to blend in. I'll sit back and watch for a while and then I'll take that shot. Mm, okay. Hmm. So basically you just gotta be like a like a ninja. <laughs> or like a <laughs> very covert, like, you know, just can't let folks know what you're out like I, obviously it's a wedding, right? Like people are gonna be taking pictures, but you know, you there's always that one family member I feel like that is just like don't take no pictures of me. Like, right. Why? And there are those that every time they see me, they're po they wanna pose. They want to strike a pose. And I'm like, can you just do whatever you're doing? <laughs> See, that's me. Because I don't want to be caught in an awkward pose or like with, I don't know, like with the food halfway in my mouth. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> well, let me just go ahead and smile for you. <laughs> um, do you prefer to be a fly on the wall or just one in a million in a busy room? I would say it depends. It depends on the couple. It depends on what I'm doing. A lot of times just one in a million in a busy room. Okay. So, um, you know, usually when we are, for instance, you know, getting the getting ready shots, I'm usually not just staying over in the corner, not saying anything to anybody, you know, <laughs> I will mm -hmm. usually be on the conversation. If someone needs help, I'll help. If they need help, you know, zipping the dress, I'll help, you know, so I am, I'm in there helping. Like I said, we're part of the family. And that um, that makes it a little bit easier to get those candid shots because it makes everyone a little bit more comfortable than just one person over sitting in the corner, just, you know, lurking. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Does a second shooter help the likelihood of capturing more or better candidates? Yes. Yes. So uh, one thing that I do I'll, when I have my second shooter, I'll have her there when I'm taking um some group shots or the bride and groom. And as I'm talking to the couple or as I'm posing the couple, sometimes she's shooting. So so she'll get some of those uh, just natural shots of them just kind of talking to each other amongst each other. And they don't even realize that someone's even shooting. So um, that does help get some candid shots and uh, it helps get a different angle of shot as well. So that, that definitely, that always helps with, with candid shots. Oh, and also the the second shooter uh, can help get shots that that I may not see. You know, I may have gone to the restroom or um, I may be focusing on something else and um, she may 
she may get something else that I don't see. Or um, during, let's say, a toast or the first dance, she is capturing the the faces of the guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you Ooh. would be focusing more on the bride and the groom. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so how do you make sure that your com- your couple is comfortable with you? Um, again, just going in and being, being helpful and, you know, giving compliments. A lot of times when I go into a room, you know, I see the mother or the dad, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, I love your dress. Your dress is pretty or, you know. So a lot of times I'm talking to um, the guests that are in the room. Again, I don't want to really be a fly on the wall. I'm, I'm engaging and I'm helping. I'm offering a hand. And so that helps, especially during the wedding day. You know, I usually give a word of, uh, comfort, you know, because usually the bride is nervous or the groom is nervous and, you know, we'll just kind of talk a little bit. Uh, a lot of times I'll joke, mainly with the guys. The guys take jokes a little bit more easily during <laughs> during that time. So, you know, kind of, you know, jokes, I would say more so just offering a hand. Um, the other thing is I encourage the couples to just genuinely interact with each other um, instead of just feeling like you have to stand still in this pose moment. So a lot of times I'll just ask them to interact with each other for a moment before we start shooting and that that helps. Okay. Um okay, so do you encourage first looks? Um I I do love first looks. Um because I think when you have uh, two people that really love each other and they're in a private setting and they see each other for the first time on their wedding day, I think that there's usually a lot of emotion and I think it's usually just a very beautiful moment versus you know you're in a room full of you know 100 people or 150 people and then you see each other for the first time that day i think it's just very intimate um it's very calming for most couples even if it's just the first touch it's usually very calming and we're able to get a lot of amazing photos from a first touch or a first look also that does give you the opportunity to take your photos before the ceremony so that you're not rushed afterwards uh, if you have a first look, then sometimes we'll just go ahead and take those couple photos and, um, you know, you're, you're not feeling too rushed um, because usually most couples do feel a sense of of rush during the wedding <laughs> or after the ceremony. There's still kind of there's still a lot of moving pieces there. Uh, and it's just very first looks and first touches are just very intimate. I, I do recommend that couples do. that. I have a question. Um, how many first looks? you know, if you can remember them all, like, do you usually do? I find that many people are against it, but then there are some that are for it. So how many, like, from the couples that you have worked with who actually said, yeah, I want a first look? About 25% will do a first look. And I would say less than half will do either first look or the first touch. But I, I think the first look is very you know, can be very important because it's an intimate moment be- between you two. It's not about the 200 people that you have at the wedding. It's about you two. And it's an intimate moment between you two, which I don't think a lot of couples typically have during their wedding day. That makes sense. It really does. And you being in Texas, that percentage being 25%, actually, I don't know, for some reason that like makes sense with me. I would imagine like, in all the southern states, like people aren't really doing the first look as much, but like maybe more in the northern states they are. 
maybe that's just like a real kind of like wild assumption. But I think, you know, we have definitely some people in the South that are still like traditional, you know? So, and they just want to wait till, you know, the aisle for that first moment. You may be right. Southerners may be a little bit more traditional. Maybe that's why that number is so, so much lower. Yeah. Because I'm getting married in October, and I don't think we're going to do a first look. I think we're going to just do a first touch. So, <laughs> and we're definitely in Georgia. So, <laughs> is there a reason why you don't want to do a first look? Um, honestly, I'm slowly becoming more and more open to it. My mom <laughs> is just like, <sighs> you just can't do the first look. Oh. <sighs> Part of me is like, you know what, there are so many hills from this day that I would prefer to die on. That is fine. Like, this, I don't have to win this battle. That's fine. Um, But we can do a first touch. We can do the, like, first look with, like, my dad. Um, We can, you know, we we can do first look with, like, family and stuff like that. Or may- no, maybe just him. I-, I don't need everybody getting that moment beforehand. But uh, <laughs> but my mom was really, really adamant about it, and I can tell it really meant a lot to her. Is so I was just kind of like, okay, fine, because I'm all about like, hey, let's get more photos out the way, and uh, yeah, so that we can enjoy cocktail hour, or at least get more photos done during cocktail hour. Um, but uh, Monica wouldn't have it, so <laughs> yeah. So, um, what are some tips you have for other photographers that might be listening to help them capture some great candidates? That's a good question. I would say, um, you know, be humble and remember that it's the day. It's not about you. It's about the couple, and uh, just sit back and and wait and wait for that perfect moment to take that perfect shot. Uh, I notice what some photographers will do, they'll just click, you know, without any purpose. So I think the key to a great candid is taking a photo with purpose. <laughs> uh, somewhat of a intentional candid shot. So you kind of sit back and wait for the right moment, uh, wait for the right facial expression, and then take your shot. You can't just can't you can't. Yeah, yeah. You got to have some intention with it. Are there certain lenses that make more sense with candids? Yes, I love my fifty. I have a fifty-one point four. Um, that is perfect for candids. That's my favorite um, lens to use for weddings, uh, and, and I, I believe it's perfect for for candids for all candids. Who are you, a Canon person or a Nikon? I'm a Nikon, but that my favorite lens at 51.4 is a Sigma art lens. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, can you plan, or, I mean, you kind of mentioned this a little bit just a second ago, but, like, do you plan on certain candidates, or do you just, like, let the day or night kind of happen organically and just kind of, like, go with that flow? It's a little bit of, it's a little bit of both. So um, there are, I would say, when it comes to getting ready, yes, there are some that I like to get uh, every time 
but that shot looks different for every wedding. So uh, one shot that I love to get is I love to get a bride once she's gotten her hair done and her makeup done and she's looked in the mirror for the first time once she's gotten her makeup done. I love getting that shot. It's a candid shot, but it's it's one I go in and I know that I want to get every time. So so something like that is 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 kind of planned. It's not something that I necessarily stage a lot of times, but it is something that I plan. Um, I do like also getting a shot of the bride and the groom once they're dressed, just kind of standing there and just kind of looking out of the window. If there's a window in the room. And again, that is still a candid because I don't tell them how to stand and tell them how to pose. Uh, we just kind of take a minute and just look out of the window. <laughs> and so that looks that looks different for every couple. I mean, for every, every person, it looks different. So, um, but as far as a reception ceremony shots, I don't, I don't have any plan for those. It just naturally unfolds out. I like it. Okay. What is your favorite candid shot you've ever taken? Favorite. So I have two. One is a groom. Yeah, actually, he was looking out of the window. And um, at the time when I took the shot, I guess I didn't realize there was a mirror that was on the wall. And so as he was looking out of the window, I, I got a shot of him, a perfect shot of him. And the reflection in the mirror uh, showed his complete reflection, and it was just a beautiful shot altogether, in my opinion. So uh, that was the one that I that I absolutely love. Uh, the other one was during a bridal session, and it was with um, one of my brides. She loves to pose. She's an influencer. She loves taking pictures. And we finished the bridal sh shoot, and she um, just kind of there was a railing there, and she just kind of sat on the railing. And I was like, wait a minute, don't move. And so I took that shot and it was, it was one of, it's one of my, my favorite images to this day. I'd say those two. Oh, I would like to see both of those. <laughs> are they on your Instagram? Yeah, they are on my Instagram. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to search for those. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, let me go to your website, but you're right. Let me go to the Instagram. That made more sense. I'm <laughs> acting like a... Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And the final question is what advice would you give to a couple to kind of relax them during their wedding day so that you can get the best shot possible? Um, you know, I had a conversation today with uh, one of my brides. And so she said that she felt like she's very awkward. And she feels like her fiance is very awkward, <laughs> you know, and I, I told her, I said um, that I think what makes it a little bit easier is that if you focus on each other, you know, because there's, there's so many people there and you're worried about everything being perfect and you're worried about being, you know, everything being right and going as planned. And the thing that makes the most, the thing that's the most important is that you two are, are getting married and you know you'll be spending the rest of your life together it's about you two it's not about anything else <laughs> that day it's about you two and so i really try to get them to kind of focus on each other um and i told her i said you know even if even if you are you know looking a little weird i mean you'll look back and it's you you know <laughs> i mean it, <laughs> i mean i know i mean that may not come out right but um you know i mean i think I think even if today you feel, oh, I look a little weird. I mean, when you look back at that image 20 years 
from now, it's something that you'll cherish because it is you. It's genuinely you. It's authentically you, <laughs> you know, and I think it'll, I think it's something that you can cherish. When your grandkids look at it, they can cherish it. Um, and they can look at that image and get a sense of your personality and your spirit. And that's the goal. You know, I think we all think that we, you know, can look a little weird in certain positions, I guess. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. So I, I think it's, it's about that moment and capturing that moment and realizing that it's just about you two. It's not about anything else. You two love each other the way that you are. So I try to get that message. Off. Sometimes it works. I'm looking at your Instagram. I feel like the point is across. Like these photos are gorgeous. Thank and you. And these, like everyone, just oh gosh, like look at how these couples are just like staring at each other, and they're just like eating these pictures. Oh, oh, girl, you are so talented. <laughs> like I looked at the photos before, but like I, I'm scrolling deep, deep down. <laughs> Like, you know some how, like, some wedding photographers, like, over time, their, like, style kind of evolves or it kind of, like, changes? It's like, no, like, I'm scrolling deep, back, back, back. Like, your photos are still, like, good, like, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to, like, throw shade or anything. But, you know, like, I feel like certain people, certain photographers, you just scroll back far enough and you can tell, like, oh, okay, that's when they were first getting started or like that's yeah you can tell their progression yeah like or there might have been like a certain trend that they were kind of going off of and then like you can kind of tell that their editing style has kind of like gone with kind of like whatever is in now like no your photos are all like still just as gorgeous they yes like come on now okay (laughs) but you were gonna say something i'm sorry i completely derailed it uh no i was just gonna piggyback off of what she was talking about how like at times we may feel that we look a little awkward in certain photos Mm -hmm. and and like i was agreeing because you know like i have one side where i just look awkward and i'm just like "Mm -mm, i don't like my profile you know from that angle so you know i think i have one side that is like my best angle so like whenever i get married you know, like, I'm like, okay, no, I need you to come on this side. <laughs> no, yeah. so I agree. I agree with what, you know, your client was saying. Yeah, but the one thing that helps me is that I'm very camera shy myself. And so really? I'm very comfortable. Yeah, I am. <laughs> when people take pictures of me. <laughs> and so I take that into consideration when I'm, when I'm shooting someone else. And so I try not to just, although I do want the, the candid images, I try to get the best shot and the best angle of people. I try to keep that in, in, you know, when I post people, I try to keep that in, in mind and in consideration, how I feel and what images I like and what images I hate. So that's why I try to get people really, really comfortable because when you have two people together that, and they're really in sync with each other and they really love each other. um, Sometimes they have a natural way that they will actually hug or touch each other or whatever. And I try to capture that. And so usually when you're in a more comfortable element, you don't come off as looking as awkward, you know? So, <laughs> um, yeah. it's something I really, really try to do and I'm really conscious of. Yeah. And I think it's very important that you do have a photographer that is conscious of that. Cause Lord. <laughs> well, thank you. We're not going to let you go just yet. You really gave us a lot about candid photography more than I'm sure anyone listening 
was aware they needed, but you definitely did need this. <laughs> but I'm about to move into the unsolicited advice, which is what I do every week on okay. every episode. Um, unsolicited advice is basically when I give out the advice that you didn't ask for, because that happens a lot when you get engaged. Um, and let's see. So for this week, and I try to take notes of my <laughs> advice for the week, because it always comes up in my head at random times. My advice for this week is if you are so bold to go with a non-black vendor, <laughs> especially a non-black photographer or videographer, please make sure that you know how they work with black skin that looks like yours. Um, especially if you're going with a black makeup artist or if not even a black, black skin, let's talk about black hair. So you want to be so bold to get a uh, hairstylist that uh, might not know how to style uh, African-American and diaspora-related hair. Um, so just be very, very cautious and careful when you make such decisions because you're spending too much money to look a hot mess on your wedding day. A great wedding photographer can do a lot of things, but if that thing is sitting on top of your head wrong, <laughs> she can't do nothing with it. <laughs> Not enough Photoshop, Lightroom, nothing in the world can take a raccoon off the top of your head. So that can is... I chime in on that? <laughs> what? Can I, can I chime in on that? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I, I think it's important for brides to do the test run with their hair and their makeup. I, I did have a a wedding with um, with a bride, and she was she was um, pretty dark skinned bride, and the makeup artist uh, was not a black makeup artist, and the makeup that was put on her was extremely too light. I mean, Beyonce probably could have wore that. No, he was actually very. Uh, when she saw the pictures, she said, "You guys should have told me that my makeup was too light." And so I don't know. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Mary, it was kind of uncomfortable. I did learn a lesson from that. Um, but she, she did not like the way that her makeup came out. Um, and then also with um, the photographers, a lot of photographers love this, the natural light, the natural light photography, which sometimes does not work with weddings because you're in a dark ballroom or you're in a ballroom with blue lights or red lights or, you know, and so with dark skin, in a dark ballroom with red up lighting, um, you definitely have to know how to shoot that. And not all photographers do. So if you are hiring someone and they don't have someone in their portfolio that looks like you, um, then I would definitely ask and maybe kind of keep looking. I think that's very important. And actually, as you were talking, I was like, wait a minute, who, like, who's actually getting their hair done by someone who hasn't done their hair before? You know, you would be surprised. Some people are just excited about the fact that, like, oh, this might be a celebrity, somebody, or this might be someone that was recommended by someone they really like, and they could have done the bridal trial, or like maybe they didn't do a bridal trial, but maybe they did, and maybe they decide like, oh, um, actually, I think I want to do this, but 
maybe the vendor wasn't like, hey, well, let's come back in and do another trial just so you can see what this looks like beforehand. They're, they're just like, girl, I got you. And the next thing you know, they got a raccoon on their head. <laughs> <You'd be surprised. laughs> you don't know. Like, uh, I would absolutely hate like, like, I would have to be like, nah, we pushing the wedding back for a little bit, an hour. Someone needs to come fix this. Like, and I know it's not that easy to do all that, but still, if I looked a hot mess, like, I'm going to need someone to come and fix it. Mm-mm. You'd be surprised. But anyway, Tania. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Vendors. Shout out. All right. Now. Yes. Wedding vendor love. Um, Misha, I'm going to have you go first. Okay, so my favorite two um, wedding planners in the Dallas area are uh, Swank Soiree and Lear Door. And they are two amazing uh, wedding planners that I've worked with several times. Okay, nice. Yeah. All right, so this week I have a hairstylist. Now, I originally saw um, her work on the Cocoa Bride. And, of course, that is run by Candice. Um, and of course we had her on, um, a previous episode, but I saw this hairstyle and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this hairstyle. Like I would even consider, um, actually doing this when it's my turn anyways. Um, so her name is Tanika and she is located in New York. So you can find her on her Instagram at hair by Hopefully, I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but hair by Sadiku. And let me just say, she actually specializes in bridal hair. And so if you are in the New York area, um, I'm not quite sure if she travels, but her hairstyles are beautiful. And so um, just look her up. She also has a website, um, TanikaSadiku.com. Um, And so, of course, we'll uh, make sure all her information is in our show notes. Okay. And I am actually going to shout out, this was so obvious, um, my caterer, Chef Simone. So amazing. Um, Her food is so freaking amazing. I am due to have another tasting because... Child, I've had so many issues, allergies, all this stuff. Um, But she is just awesome. She is mostly like a private and a personal chef. She only does a handful of weddings a year. But if you need someone to kind of cater your bridal shower or maybe an engagement party or some sort of private event, intimate affair type of um, thing, Definitely hit up Chef Simone. She is based in Atlanta. She used to be in Florida, but she travels. She's like, sometimes she's here, sometimes she's not. Um, But she is amazing. She listens to what you want. Um, She's, I want to get her on the show. We're going to get her on the show one day. Like, she is just great. Um, So Chef Simone, follow her on Instagram at Chef Simone. Her event company or catering company is called Red Door Events and Catering. Um, but yeah, follow Chef Simone. Simone has an A in it, not an I. So S A M O N E. And that's it for me. So, Misha, where can people find you? 
You can find me um, at lavishlylux.com and on Instagram at lavishlyluxstudio. Although I'm based in Dallas, I do have a photographer in um, Atlanta and also one in uh, in Vegas. So we, we travel Ooh. everywhere. Nice. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Come on now. We're all female team. <laughs> oh, Ooh. yes. I love it. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Okay, Tamia, I'll do this this week. So y'all Ooh, have thank to. God. <laughs> thank God. Okay, go ahead. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Wed. Um, our website is com, and there you can contact us about coming on the show, um, any questions, comments, or you could just pull up in our IG DM. We are always there to chat, and we are always there to remain anonymous. Um, well, you can remain anonymous, rather, if you want. You can follow Tania at Belsari, B-E-L-S-O-U-R-I, um, on Instagram and Twitter, but she's never there. And you can follow me at Demetosh on Instagram and Twitter, D-E-M-I-T-A-S-H-E. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Who I Do. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just chatting with us tonight about photography. Yes. Like we can truly tell it's your passion. Yes. Thanks for having me. And I'm so excited about your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we will definitely, this will not be our last conversation. We will bring you back. Okay. And let me know if there's anything else that I can do to help support um, your podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No problem. Enjoy Enjoy the rest. Oh, sorry. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And I'm just going to say, stay safe. Um, oh, yeah. You know, take all the precautions. Yes. Wash your hands and stay six feet away from people and, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> exactly. Okay, ladies. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good one.